0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is Reception reception, the show. now. James Cole and Matt Harmon.
1: Listen, the Roger saga almost done, okay? But um, I'm more focused in on the Jets now. Um, And I guess to a lesser degree, the Packers. But the Packers, I don't think really have too many folks that are very interesting um, from a pass-catching perspective. But, okay, but Garrett Wilson looks great. Um, and now they add Alan Lazard into the mix, maybe potentially Eli Moore. I would love for them to keep Elijah Moore there as well. Um, I don't know. What is the contract situation for Corey Davis? I, I have no idea. Is Lazard the Corey Davis replacement? Is that what we're working with here? Essentially. And yeah,
0: let's let's kind of talk about the Lazard thing because obviously uh, Diana Rossini was the one who reported and Rodgers sort of refuted it, although didn't refute it. He just refuted like the word list of demands or whatever which she right. didn't use it was just like nope. other people on a the wish internet aggreg- aggregated it and stuff like that and yeah. um you know the four players that were on there three packers mercedes lewis randall cobb alan lazard and odell beckham uh odell beckham obviously is, is the one interesting one yeah that part of it i think is is a little eye rolling for a lot of people with rogers but specifically on lazard the one guy who got d- done here at this point I agree. He's basically just a Corey Davis replacement. Um, and for me, I, I tweeted about this. I literally think actually Corey Davis and Alan Lazard are almost basically the same player from a hmm, skill set okay. standpoint, from a, from a w- the way they win on the field. Um, I know Corey Davis is like a former top five pick a uh, billion years ago. And uh, yeah. Alan Lazard is an undrafted free agent, but take that out of it. Like what they do on the field and what they bring to a team is very similar. So if Alan Lazard equals Corey Davis, but Alan Lazard equals getting Aaron Rodgers or helping, you know, bring Aaron Rodgers along and make him comfortable. Then right. Alan Lazard is greater than Corey Davis. If my math holds <laughs> up there, basically uh, yeah, if my, no, SAT, sure. yeah, if my SAT score <laughs> math holds up there. Uh, but basically, What Al Lazard is, he's not a separator. Like his reception perception chart would show that to you. He's, you know, there's a lot of red there. He does not get open down the field. He's not a guy who um, wins really on anything other than like flat routes and slant routes. But neither is Corey Davis. Corey Davis has never been a separator either. You know, you look at his, um, I shared this with the Jets fan, his 2020 chart, um, from the his best season in tennessee Corey davis a lot of red there not a not a guy who's going to get a lot of separation against man or zone coverage but what both of these guys bring is they're pretty good contested catch receivers they bring a lot of size to the table and they are great blockers Corey davis is a Mm. great blocking receiver alan lazard he brings a lot more positional flexibility too because the packers and of, of course, like, not only do they have Rogers there in New York now, potentially, but there's, you know, Nathaniel Hackett is there. He comes from this system, right? They use Alan Lazard as like a big move, tight end at different points. Like he, uh, you know, he, he might be more tight end than like some of the tight ends. And I refuse to chart uh, for reception, <laughs> perception, by the way, just so like they, they really yeah. make use of him as a blocker. And I know that nobody. Nobody has enjoyed this recent like pivot for me into wide receiver blocking trutherism. Um, I tweet about you know Leanne Lazard as a as a blocker. N- nobody gives a shit, but it really does matter, okay? And like a guy like Elijah Moore, not gonna block Garrett Wilson. He's too good to be out there like wham blocking on lead plays. And both these guys are small, so I actually think Lazard. You take the Rodgers dramatic stuff out of it, it actually makes a lot of sense from an on-field perspective. It's just basically a one-to-one swap of what Corey Davis brought to this team because he's probably going to get cut. He They yeah. can move on from him and save $10 million against the cap. He's basically just going to play that role, and I actually think it's a really good fit, despite the fact that, again, Lazard is probably like at best a number three receiver and is 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 more of he's going to bring you stuff in the blocking game. But this team's got a great running back and wants to run the ball uh, there with Brees Hall.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the identity uh, of uh, their coaching staff as well. Uh, we'll see how much they let Aaron Rodgers kind of freewheel and, and do his thing on the offensive side of the football, which I think Robert Sala would be pretty smart to let him go ahead and go do that. You know, just look, Rob, Aaron, that's just go you do Hackett your thing. That's why you have Hackett, too. It's, it's I, like, yeah, exactly. That's, uh, like, that's why you have Hackett
0: and, and not he's, Matt he's, Leflore, he's a, right? or Mike Exactly. Leflore. He's a
1: nothing. Yeah, he's a nothing. Like he, He's an absolute nothing. Like Forget it. Uh, we, we saw that in Denver. He's he's a non-factor. That's fine. Just let Aaron Rodgers cook and, and let him do his thing. It's all good. Um, okay. But talk to me about the upside now for for somebody like Garrett uh, Wilson. And if, if, I'm crossing my fingers here, if Eli Moore stays with uh, the Jets as well, uh, can you talk about the potential fit there?
0: Yeah. Let's talk first about Garrett Wilson. Cause I mean, Garrett Wilson um, is a guy that I'm in the middle of finishing his reception perception sample right now, as I've said on the podcast. And as we'll talk about with DJ more later on talked about Chris Olave, I think on the last episode, when these guys get big quarterback upgrades or they get traded, they're instantly going on the site. That's a new feature this year. Uh, that's a new thing this year. So that I'm not having a chart like McCole Hardman and Darius Slayton. Cause nobody really wants that. You want to know about Garrett Wilson and how he might fit with, with, with Aaron Rodgers, But I mean, Garrett Wilson, dude, he's just such a good player. Um, I, I'm, I'm such a fan of his game. I was a fan of his game as a collegiate player. We know he was one of the best success rate versus zone coverage players among the guys that came into the draft last year. But really, I think what Garrett Wilson showed um, in his first season in the NFL, a, a, another guy that was a little bit position versatile. Remember, there were times where he played as a flanker. There were times he played as like a, more of the slot receiver early in the year. And then, you know, by the end of the year, he was kind of that number one X receiver on the outside. But this is a player who can win at all three levels. He's a guy that is is actually not that disciplined and refined as a route runner. Hmm, Um, Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just I I shouldn't say he's not disciplined or he's not. Some of the like little technical nuances with him aren't all the way tightened up. Um, Like a Justin Jefferson coming into the NFL, who is just, or a Chris Olave, again, his teammates, a great comparison. Like Olave is, his fundamentals are tight. Like he's got everything down to a T, but Wilson still separates at an incredibly high level. You know, for the rookie report exclusively, he was number one in success rate versus man and press because he's really a freak show. He's so Uh. athletic. I mean, he is absolutely unbelievable in that regard. And again, he's not a bad technician or a bad route runner. That's not what I'm saying right. at all. He's actually a very, very good route runner. I'm just talking about from the, from the fundamental perspectives he can, that's actually almost encouraging is that if he gets those fundamentals tightened up, if oh him boy. and Rogers get that sort of mind meld going, like he's going to be an unbelievable player. Oh boy. Um, I've said this a lot about him. He is also in addition to, cause I think Elijah Moore, who we're talking about in a second is also a great route runner, but um, and also a really good separation player, but uh, Garrett Wilson is not just a great separation player. He's also uh, someone that they trusted to throw into tight coverage. wasn't always great at it, but they they did trust him there. But most importantly, he's fantastic after the catch. Like these quick hitting concepts that are pretty much were already installed last year with uh, with Mike LaFleur, and it's going to be a pretty easy transition with Nathaniel Hackett because it all comes off the same tree there. Um, those plays with him are incredible. Like Garrett Wilson rarely ever goes down on first contact. I've made the joke a lot that he is, um, what all the Tony bros love about Kadarius Tony from an after the catch (laughs) perspective, but he can actually run routes. Like he he really is that freaky of an athlete, Garrett Wilson. I'm very, very high on him.
1: Yeah, Garrett Wilson uh, was certainly great after the catch. We saw a lot of big play highlights uh, from the former Ohio State a Buckeye who ran a 4.3840 uh, to give you a little idea of his overall straight line speed. But obviously his horizontal movement too, uh, I thought was really good. But uh, after the catch, looked really, really great. Okay, let's dive into Eli Moore. Um, to me, I thought this is a guy that is would be great uh, as – kind of like your second piece you know he could play inside he could play outside a little bit um and he's just an overall just a high quality player like Izio is, is he a true one one nah, I don't I don't think so uh, but what does Matt Harmon think about potentially Eli Moore staying on this team and, and again being uh, the bat or the the robin to to garrett Wilson's Batman
0: Elijah Moore, I think from a fantasy perspective is going to be a little bit tougher um, because of the roles on this team, but we can talk about that in a second from a talent perspective, Elijah Moore um, is really is really tough because I think he was an. Awesome player as a rookie. You know, he's one of these guys that cleared that 75% success rate versus man barometer, that like those guys all go on to become hits basically, except Sterling Shepard, who can't stay healthy. But everybody else, it's like everyone who's cleared that bar has been a really good, long term successful NFL pro. Elijah Moore did clear that bar as a rookie, but we know his second year was just such a mess. Um, uh, again he's another guy that I'll have a profile up on him on the site by the by the end of the week for sure hopefully by the end of Thursday uh as you're listening to this so i i think that he showed last year still a consistent ability to get open on the outside as an inside player as well you know they kind of transitioned him more into a slot receiver role uh the longer that the year went on uh right. because they were kind of struggling to to figure out where to what to do with Garrett Wilson cuz Garrett Wilson just Like here's the thing about like Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson is like Elijah Moore could still be good, but he's just probably never going to be better than Garrett Wilson. Who's just, again, such a a freakier player better after the catch and and still has again, tighten up those fundamentals. He could really be a great player. Um, I I think that Elijah Moore can still be a very good player for this team. I think the question with Elijah Moore is basically what's his role going to be on this team. If he stays on this team, because I do think there's a non 0% chance just like you do that maybe he could end up being part of the package that gets sent back to Green Bay uh, to sort of beef up their receiver core along with some younger guys like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Um, And so that's a kind of a separate conversation. But if he's on this team, I think the biggest question about him from a role perspective is, is he going to be a slot only player? Um, Or is Alan Lazard going to be their big slot? And like, who's on the field when they go to two receiver sets and they have um, they've already got again, they've already got two good tight ends. If they bring in Mercedes Lewis, now we're talking about a lot of tight ends here. But is <sighs> like Alan Lazard gonna be the flanker and Garrett Wilson's gonna be the X? Or is it gonna be Elijah Moore outside and when they go to eleven personnel, they they move Alan Lazard closer to the line of scrimmage because they they want him to be a big blocking guy. I think that's gonna be the biggest question here. But I would still sitting here right now expect the target pecking order to go Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Alan Lazard. What has me just like the you know, pausing on that last point is you know, Aaron Rodgers just obviously loves Alan Lazard so much and trusts him down near the goal line. And Lazard has great hands. And even if he's not open, he could throw to him in tight windows because Rodgers is that guy. So I think Elijah Moore is definitely the biggest wild card in this, uh, in this group here, but he's still a player that based on reception perception and based on his separation ability, a guy that like, I want to buy low on and bet on, uh, bouncing back at some point.
1: I would love to see him stay, uh, for the jets. But if he doesn't, how ironic would that be? And what, a, what an interesting um, turn of events, because I felt like when he was coming out, getting drafted, I was like, the Packers need to draft this guy. They had a clear need. They tried to address that. They bypassed Eli Moore. Then they went and got Amari Rogers thinking, Oh, oh we could yeah. get 70% <laughs> of, of, of more by getting Eli, Amari Rogers. And no, you're not, you know, it's like, come on, man. Like what, like watch this guy play a little bit. This is the guy that would have been an absolute perfect addition to that Green Bay Packers offense. uh, Because at the time they would have had Devontae Adams. And then you add in Elijah Moore into the mix and who knows what happens, you know, who knows what happens there. Uh, I mean, I tell you this, I think Eli Moore probably would have been happier uh, in Green Bay than he is in New York because obviously he went, you know, he went off the, the, uh, the reservation a little bit um this past season so i I don't know um there is that history too right between the coaching staff and elijah moore and i think that may play a factor into uh green bay uh, acquiring his services which oh by the way they could have just done they could have just drafted him yeah they could have just drafted elijah moore the
0: the packers have a lot of um thresholds when it comes to like receivers is they're not going to buy into a lot of these smaller players and amari rogers is like a a short guy he's five nine but he's like two twelve or at least he was when he came into the nfl he was like a a thick boy uh elijah moore is (laughs) 510 and was like sub 180 pounds so Yeah, yeah yeah that's probably a big reason not and by the way like maybe they look at amari rogers and be like see see that's why we don't do the little fellas. Uh we're going for these big receivers and obviously they've looks like they've got a lot of success there with Christian Watson, even though he's you know he's got some things he needs to tighten up as well. But um yeah, I, I do think it would he would make an interesting go back in that uh in the trade there. Just cause like the Packers have always wanted to have like a pre-snap mode. you know, this is a big, a big bitching fest between Rogers and Matt LaFleur originally was can we get a snap without pre-snap motion although I think Elijah Moore would actually be one of the really good player in that pre-snap motion package it would be a good fit in that system overall but um, again it's they're running a similar offense there uh, in in New York it's going to be pretty similar uh, based on what Rogers just came from so I think Moore can still fit uh, and it does sound like a lot of the problems that he had with uh, the coaching staff last year had to do, you know, was directed at like Mike LaFleur, which apparently, you know, he apparently like told him to, to, you know, go F yourself or F you or something on <laughs> uh, practice one day. But, you know, Elijah Moore, I, I still have hope for the guy. It's just always really tough in that second season when like the team is on a five game win streak or whatever and you're uh, sounding off about wanting to get traded. Not, not the right. best career move long term for him, no. but um, that rookie season was was fantastic and I, I hope he uh and I do I still think from an isolation perspective, like when you look at him as a separator, uh and when you look at the way the guys supported him too in the in the locker room, like when he right. caught a touchdown against the Bears, yeah, I think yeah. they all knew what was going on with why Elijah Moore wasn't having success. But right. I agree. I still think he could be like a I, I still think he like his collegiate profile and reception perception showed he could have like an antonio brown light upside i still think he could be like that type of player as someone who could win and separate on the outside against man coverage despite the smaller frame um you know i'm not saying again i'm not saying he's gonna become antonio brown but like that type of player uh, smaller guy who could win on the outside but you know if they kind of stick him into a slot only role it's gonna be tougher him to be consistently on the right field.